Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you. It's Thursday morning. It's the in-between week. Okay, what, what do I mean by in-between week? Well, it's the last Thursday of November. Man, how did it get here? It, it feels like just yesterday we were talking about, oh, are we ever going to get to the season? Then, oh, we're, we're almost there. Now it's, all right, we're basically to December. The next time the Steelers play a game, it's in December. And I'll say this now, the next time the Steelers play a game, I'll be sitting in my seats in Section 122. I will be at the game this Sunday, barring a unforeseen circumstance. So, but why is it an in-between week? Last week, that was a big one. It was Thanksgiving. There you go. It, it was Thanksgiving. Next Thursday, you're going to get another special edition, last-minute stat geek kind of deal because it's a game day. So this is the Thursday in between the holiday and the game day. Now let's dive into some numbers because I've got a lot of little different numbers all over the place, kind of like last week, but I'm going to try to move it along a little bit faster for you because I just found some different random kind of things that I wanted to look at. So if I want to do that, I want to look at it. Let's let's actually talk about it. And you know, I know it's going to happen. I'm going to forget something. There's a chance I could forget something. So if I have to come back to it, I will. Let's just see if we can get this rolling. All right. First things first, got to do the Zebra Technologies Next Gen Stat of the Week. 
Uh, the Steelers had one for their position that was the stat of the week at the position, and that was at tight end. That is correct. It was 47.8%. And that was Pat Fryermuth was targeted on 11 of his 23 routes, which is 47.8%, tied for the second highest target rate by a tight end in a game this season with a minimum of 20 routes. Fryermuth gained plus 32 receiving yards over expected, the second most in a game in his career. So we had that for Pat Fryermuth. We had, I'm trying to see, there, 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 there was another one here. We went running back. It says, with a new offensive play caller, the Steelers' run game found success, particularly through Najee Harris. He was able to gain 99 yards on 15 carries, which was plus 33 rushing yards above expected, which was fifth, despite not facing a single stacked box. His teammate, Jalen Warren, found success, but in a much more limited fashion, only picking up 43 yards on 13 carries, which was a minus six rushing yards above expected, which was the ninth lowest. Now, they were both listed as players that did not see a stacked box. I think the first play of the game set that up, in all honesty. If the Steelers are going to attack them to the field, guess what? They're going to make it harder for teams to stack the box. I just think that worked very well. Um, I can't compare it to previous weeks, honestly, because I didn't. I don't look at the secondary like other people do. I, I mean, I'm being honest. I, I'm I'm looking in the trenches. It's just just how it is. Um, I'm going to get to the actual stat on the defensive side, but I want to read the first part of a wide receiver stat, which was Jamar Chase was closed down with regularity in Week 12, averaging the lowest separation of any receiver, 1.4 yards. Then they went on to say about how he caught stuff and, you know, two more deflected, stuff like that. Um, but I just thought I would bring that up to then talk about on the defensive side, Joey Porter lined up against Jamar Chase on 24 of 28 routes, 85.7%, aligning in press coverage on 10 routes, 41.7%. Chase caught both of his targets with Porter as the nearest defender, with both coming in tight windows in man coverage. In other words, they made it really difficult to get the ball to Jamar Chase because Joey Porter Jr. was doing a nice job. So that's the Zebra Technology stats of the week. Let's dive into some of the numbers from the last game. I might throw in some other ones. I have some various tidbits. One of the things that we're talking about today, and that is we're looking at, you know, there's optimism in Steelers Nation. Now, there are still some poo-pooers out there. I mean, my my goodness. <laughs> Sometimes I have to wonder if people even understand football. It's no, no joke. Go back and check out on YouTube. I, hopefully you've already listened to it in the audio form. But the Scobro Show from Tuesday night. If you go on the onto the YouTube show of it, there's some comments. I'm not talking about looking at the live chat, just the comments in the video afterwards. There's, I, I think we found Matt Canada's burner account because someone's there like, really? That didn't look really different at all on the offense. Are you kidding me? Do you understand football at all? I mean, just look at the field usage alone, how different it looked. Look at Kenny Pickett's play. Now, whether you like PFF or you don't, Kenny Pickett was the third highest ranked quarterback this past week and the second highest was in just a pure passing score. Now, I thought that was a little inflated personally when I when I do my opinion of their opinion of, of the PFF scores. I, I didn't expect him to be in the 90s, but I, I honestly, I thought he'd be in the 80s because I thought he did a real nice job. They had him doing a really, really nice job. 
because I could still see things that, that he could he could do, you know, when the pressure's in his face, things like that. Um, but then people were saying, oh, it was only 16 points. It they didn't even this person didn't even mention the points. They just said it wasn't any different. You've got to be kidding me. I mean, are you not paying attention? If you want to take what the Steelers did against the Bengals on offense and compare it to the previous two weeks, you wouldn't even think you're watching the same team when looking beyond the run game because the Steelers, that's one thing that's been constant is over the last four games is quality run game. But it was completely different. And for some of these numbers, okay, got, you know, the, the Steelers, they did not win the turnover battle, but they won the game. And they, and kind of in essence, won it by two scores. They they, they gave up the long, kind of fluky um, screen pass. And therefore, Cincinnati's like, hey, we got to score twice. Might as well kick a field goal now and then go for the onside kick. Honestly, if it's a one-score game, the, the I don't think they score more than seven points. I don't think they get it in the end zone. And I don't think, you know, they'd settle for a field goal. The only reason they took the field goal was because they were down by, by that much. And they didn't do what the Rams did earlier this year and took it with no times left to basically cover the spread. That was a little bit sketchy, if you're wondering. But no, they didn't win the turnover battle because they lost the one in the red zone. Jalen Warren's fumble. Not going to go into the whole Deontay Johnson thing. Talked about that a bunch. Um, time to just let it go. For, for me, personally, because of the numerous times I've talked about it. But the Steelers did. They, they got an interception, the first drive of the second half. Um, it was pretty – it took points off – potential points off the board because the Bengals had moved into field goal range. Um, and then the Steelers went down and put seven points on the board after after they took it away. So it, it was a double whammy. So that's nice, to you know, to get points off of turnovers. The, the, bang, the, the Steelers held their opponent to no points off of their turnovers. So that was nice. But the big number that people were making a big deal about, and to me – it's not a big deal when you don't reach this and you win the game. And it wouldn't be a big deal if they did reach this and didn't win the game. But reaching the number and winning the game, the number just goes to help to show why they were winning the game. The 421 yards of offense. You know, that, that was a big one. It was the first time that they had it in the regular season since week two of 2020. If you count the postseason, they did it in the wild card game of the 2020 season. But that's how long it had been. No 2021, no 2022. So in other words, Randy Feetner was the, was the offensive coordinator the last time the Steelers had 400 yards of offense. That, that, that's just what it was. So there, there was that. There was the 120 yards of Pat Fermuth. Already talked about him in the, in the next-gen stat of the week. Here was another zero that I thought was a really big one. And some people are are making sure that they're mentioning this. No three and outs by the Steelers. Offense. The offense did not. The only drive that the Steelers did not get at least one first down was the one that they took a knee three times at the end of the game. That's it. That's all. Every other drive, they got at least one first down. Even if it's just one, that really helps Move the time along for the off or for the defense to be on the on the sideline, um, and we'll talk about that shortly. But no three and outs. This the last time the Steelers had no three and outs was Week 17 of last season against the Ravens, and that was the only time last year. 
Then they did it um, the the year before. It was that it was Christmas weekend. They played the the Chiefs, lost that game, but they had no three and outs in that game um, in twenty twenty one. That was the only time they did it that season. So even when Ben Roethlisberger was the quarterback, right, it was twenty twenty one. It was still Matt Canada. Blah blah blah. Uh, that it was never more than one time in a season that the Steelers didn't had a game that they didn't have a three and out and. Both times were late in December, or even last year. I'm pretty sure that was, or was it New Year's Day against the Ravens? I can't remember. Right, right around there, end of December, very beginning of January. So late in the season, one time. That's all they got. So there, they, they got it here in November. Let's see if the Steelers can grab another one this year. That would be positive. But that was really nice. But they also, what's nice is, well, that's good. Was that just the style of game? No, the Steelers forced three three and outs of the round. But part of that led to the 14-34. That was their time of possession advantage. Almost a quarter. You know, 37-17 to 22-43. That was pretty good stuff. Um, it's only the third time this season the Steelers have won the time of possession battle. And it's the most um, – it's the their most time of possession they've had since week 10 of last year against the Saints, a game that I was at, when, the, when that was when the – that was the turnaround game last year coming out of the bye. Um, and they ran the ball a bunch in that game, all right? 153 rushing yards. But I pointed out, over the last four games, that's the lowest total that the Steelers have had in the last four games. Now, they were up as high as 158. They, they A minus one run for Najee Harris cost him his 100-yard game. Then it was a minus one for Jalen Warren. Then it was three kneel downs. So, I mean, think about that. that think away the kneel downs. Just you know, still leave the minus one Najee Harris, the minus one Jalen Warren. Take away the kneel downs, and and you're talking five point two yards per carry. That's crazy. So that that's that's what you call complementary football between your run game and your pass game, and then also complementary football with your offense to your defense. Now special teams, they they were the weak link this week. Okay, so uh, also. I, I just can't stop going on about some of this stuff. They had 25 yards rushing was all that the Bengals got on a game that they would probably want to lean on on Joe Mixon and try to get something going to help save their their young quarterback making his first stop. Nope, 25. Here was a downer. Steelers were only one for four in the red zone. The good thing is they got the red zone four times. They had a turnover. They settled for field goals twice. But think about that. Was it the one at the end, or which I'm trying to remember if it was their last field goal was a red zone trip. I can't remember if they made it that far or not, because on that one, they weren't even really trying to to do any more than to make sure they went up two scores. Here was another thing that was interesting. The Steelers were almost 50% on the third down conversions. If you take the third down that they took the knee on the very last play of the game, you take that out, they were 50%. You take it out, they were 50%. They would have been... I think total 8 of 16, but instead they're 8 of 17, 47%. Held the Bengals to 20% on the game and none in the first half, none in the first half. So that was some interesting numbers. Here's something else to, to go along with, with the yards that I looked up. I, I just thought I'd I'd try to dive into something a little bit to see what I could find. The Steelers, they do well when they run the ball well. And, you know, running over 150 yards, I've highlighted that before. But what about how many times do the Steelers run the ball that well and then they, they have not much in the in 
terms of passing yards, whether by choice or because they just couldn't get the job done. But in this game, the Steelers had 150 rushing yards and 200 over 150 rushing yards and over 250 passing yards. How often does that happen? How often does that happen? Well, this the Steelers game was the 19th time that's happened this season. The 19th time. There are now 20 games where this has happened because there was one that happened after the Steelers. The Buffalo Bills did that as well in their loss to the Eagles because they had 332 passing yards and 173 rushing yards. So a lot of times when you get these things, you you get some really big inflated numbers in the passing game. Um, but there are a lot of times they're really close games. So I looked at it, I'm like, okay, so that's 20 games out of 179. That's 11%. Well, how how much does this how many times did it happen last year? So I looked it up last year, and out of all the all the games, it happened 28 times. This is regular season. That's 10.3% of the games. So about one in 10 games, you'll get eight one of the teams, one of the two teams that passes for 250 and runs for 150. And when they do it, uh, there's a lot of victories in here. Uh, it's only happened three times this season where the team lost. I already mentioned the Bills this week. The other was the Colts when they lost to the Browns, the 39-38 loss. And then the the Bears actually did it in their loss to Denver uh, this season. So that's pretty interesting. And then I just got to thinking a little bit more. I'm like, now the Steelers did that. They had 250 passing yards, 150 rushing yards. But you know what they didn't do? You know what, you know what didn't happen? They they didn't score 17 points. <laughs> they were under 17 points. So I got to thinking, when's the last time that happened? Where a team passed for over 250, rushed for over 150, but yet did not put 17 points on the board. The last time that happened was actually last year. The Denver Broncos did it in a loss to Kansas City. They lost 22 to 9, blah, blah, blah. So then I got to think even more. When's the last time that happened and the team won? The team put up that many passing yards, that many rushing yards, didn't get to 17 points, but won the game. I know this is crazy. There's no reason to look at it. I was just looking at it just for fun. Probably should have saved this for trivia for uh, tonight's preview show, but oh well. The last time this happened was actually 2007. The Philadelphia Eagles beat the New York Jets 16-9, to where they had 262 passing yards and 151 rushing yards. Um, it was it was early in this. It was week one. It was week one. No, wait, wait, wait. I looked, I looked at the wrong one. That was – it was a little bit later. It was the middle of, middle of October because there was another one the very same season. There was two of them in 2007. The other was in week one where Denver defeated Buffalo 15-14. to and they had 299 passing yards, 171 rushing yards. Just thought I'd throw that out there just because it was fun. All right, now let's dive into a break, and I'll come back, and I want to answer the question. Because looking at the last game, we focused an awful lot on the, on the offense and everything, but what about the defense? The offense seems to be improving. The running game has been good the last four games. There was life in the passing game. There seemed to be usage of the whole field. There seemed to be usage of, of the tight ends, things of that nature. But what about the defense? Has the defense been holding up their end of the bargain? Or if, the, if the offense is on the rise, 
Is the defense on the rise? Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back and tackle that question right after Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Steeler fans, it is now time to dive into is the Steelers' defense improving, like, you know, like the offense. The, the thing is with the offense, I would say the improvement just happened this past game. For the defense, it seemed to really kick in earlier in the year, like after that week four loss to Houston maybe. Um, things have been quite different. I mean, the most points they've given up since then has been 20. Um since since they played the Texans. So what I decided was this. We are now complete with 12 weeks of the season, 12 weeks of the NFL season. So what I decided to do was look at weeks one through six and compare it to weeks seven through 12. And I'm looking at the Steelers compared to the rest of the NFL. Now, there, I picked that. I didn't want to go because of the, you know, based on the Steelers' buy or whatever. I tried to keep it even. Now, you can't keep it even with 11 games. You can't. So that's why I decided to go first, first six weeks, second six weeks. You know, and if you think about it, then what are we going to have to compare it to? The third six weeks. Okay. That's what we have left. We're two thirds of the way through the season. So what has the Steelers defense done the first third versus the second third? Which way are they trending to see what they're going to show us in the final third of the season, of the regular season? So this is, this is what I got. I'm just going to go ahead and compare them as we go, as we go, and, and kind of and kind of talk about it. Let's start with oh, let's let, let's start with pass defense, pass yards. 
These are going to be the same stats that I look at when I when I compare them with the matchup with the Cardinals later on. But these are broken down into into the first six weeks and the second six weeks. Now remember, so the Steelers had five games in the first six weeks and then six games in the second set of six weeks. So passing, the Steelers were 25th in passing the first six weeks of the season, giving up 245.6 yards. They've improved in the second third of the season, not a lot but they've improved. It is down to 228 yards. That's 17th in the NFL, just past halfway. The halfway point is between 16 and 17. So they are the first team of the second tier, if you really want to look at it that way, if you split the league in half. Um, When it comes to pass defense, what about run defense? Well, they were 29th the first six weeks, 143.8 yards. They started to get stuff figured out. Cam Hayward comes back for some of these, you know, for a number of these games. Things are looking different. I say figuring out because of not having Cam Hayward. What do they have there for the for the second six weeks? Seventh in the NFL, 97.1 rushing yards. So what does that do for the overall yards? Well, the Steelers, as a lot of people thought, they were 30th, giving up 389.4 yards per game. Now they're still not ranked very well. So you got to ask yourself, what's what are these rankings off of? Is it what's affecting it more? The first six weeks, the second six weeks, or are they kind of even? Nope. They have jumped from 30th up to 12th. Up to 12th in overall yards, 325.2 yards per game. So they've they, that's how they've improved. So overall yardage from 30th to 12th, rushing defense from 29th to 7th, and passing defense. 25th to 17th. And you've got to remember, the last six games, Micah Fitzpatrick has missed four and probably 1920ths of, of, the, of, of the games. I mean, he got hurt early against Jacksonville and has been out since. So almost five of those six games without Micah Fitzpatrick. And yet they have moved up in the rankings. Now you can say it's based on opponents, things like that. but it is what it is. So I'm just I'm just breaking down. Sorry about that. I'm knocking things all around over here. Um, and I'm getting excited about this. So that's and that's their least improved is in passing yards from 25th to 17th. Now the Steelers, the one thing that they haven't done too bad is they've kept teams from getting a lot of points on the board. Through the first six weeks, they were 20th in points allowed, scoring defense, which some people put a lot more credence on that because who cares if they move the ball a bunch if they don't score? Because what determines who wins or wins or loses? If you have more points than the other team. If the other team doesn't have as, that many points, that's a good thing. So they had 22 points, 20th in the NFL. The second six weeks of the season, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense is first in scoring. 15.8 points per game. They went from 20th to first, from the first third of the season to the second third of the season. So we're excited now because it looks like the offense is ready to improve in the final third, where the defense has already been improving over that middle third. That's good stuff. So if your defense is on the rise and your offense is starting to kick in, let's get it done. Now, here's what's interesting. What are the other two stats that I usually talk about? Sacks and takeaways. All right. 
So if you look at it, the Steelers, the first six weeks, they had 17 sacks that was tied for 11th. In the second six weeks, one more game, mind you, they have 15 sacks, which is 16th, middle of the road, last last team in the top tier. Because, you know, if I said split between 16 and 17. So that's where they are in sacks. So they're not having as many sacks. Well, what does that mean? Well, let's look at the next one. Takeaways. Through the first six weeks, they had 11. They were first in the NFL. They're still first overall in the NFL. But in the second third of the season, they've had nine in in one more game, and that's tied for 14th. Now, what does that mean? To me, this says the Steelers got splash plays early the first third of the season to help them get victories. They were taking the ball away. They were getting more. They had more takeaways, more sacks. Hasn't not the takeaways and sacks have gone away, but that's what their that was their recipe in order to squeeze out wins early, and it worked. They haven't had to rely on it as much in the second third, and honestly, I like that. I like it. Not that I don't. Not that I don't want sacks. Not that I don't want takeaways. But you can't bank on a plus three takeaway margin turnover margin in order to win every week because sometimes it's just not going to happen teams are going to just really take care of the ball and sometimes it's it's all in a funky bounce i mean my goodness two funky bounces to jamar chase last week you know i mean but that's also a really good receiver not not losing his concentration so i have to give him kudos for that so i kind of like what i'm seeing with the defense they are just flat up getting better not having to rely on those splash plays nearly as much. So, okay. So here we are. That was the main thing I wanted to cover after talking about all the cool numbers from, from last week. Um, I, I, there was another thing I could talk about, but I, I already wrote this article for steelcurrentnetwork.com. Make sure you go check that out. I wrote it. It ran late on Wednesday. So it would still be one of the top ones if you come to. And it's about... The, the offense getting the right matchups this time of year. I was looking at the defensive ranks because some of the people, you know, some of the poo-pooers out there, they're like, oh, yeah, they put up 400 yards against a terrible defense. Well, you want to know the truth? They're facing a bunch of terrible defenses, okay? And that's what I broke down, the rankings. Like, New England's a top 10 defense in yardage, and Baltimore's a top five. They're second, actually, right now. All the rest of them, you know, 26, 24, 31, and 23, where 31 is, is, is Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, but see, they're the worst. But if you look at points surrendered, the only one that's better than Cincinnati is Baltimore. They're second in the NFL. Cincinnati's 19th. Even New England being eighth in yards. I said I wasn't going to talk about that, and then I'm still highlighting it a little bit. They might be eighth in yards surrendered, but they're 21st in points surrendered. 21st. Worse than the Bengals. So you can see the Bengals are a worse defense than the than the Patriots because all the Patriots are ranked eighth. Not when it comes to points. Bengals are actually ranked higher. So the Bengals, only the Bengals and the Ravens are, are higher than the rest of them. So if you're looking at points, that kind of goes to show how that game played out. So uh, I laid that out there. Let's look at real quick, a, a real quick uh, recap of the AFC North. The Ravens are still in the lead with at nine and three. They have a bye this week. So the Steelers and everybody else has an opportunity to, to 
either gain a game in the win column or fall behind another game in the, in the loss column because the Ravens aren't going to change this week because they're on by. So the Steelers and Browns are both seven and four with the Bengals at five and six. The Bengals have really kind of fallen out a little bit with this because they've got a, a rough schedule ahead. But when it comes to the Steelers and, and the Browns, they can get within that game. I want to remind everyone, the Pittsburgh Steelers control their destiny in winning the AFC North. I know it's a lot of the national punish are like, well, Baltimore, you're going to win that. Look at some of these matchups. The Steelers don't even need the Ravens to lose to anybody else. If the Steelers win their games, including the last week against Baltimore, they are AFC North champions. Now, do I think the Steelers are going to win out? I would not bet on it. But it also would not shock me either. It wouldn't shock me either. So, yeah, let's look at what the Ravens have left. They got a bye this week. That's their easiest week they got left. Then they come off their bye with their other easiest game, and that's against the Rams. The Rams are 5-6. and six. That's the only team that the Ravens have that doesn't have a winning record. I would not be shocked when they go to face them next week if they have an even record because the Rams play the, uh, the Browns this week. And the Browns stayed out there. And if DTR doesn't clear the concussion protocol, they're going with Joe Flacco. We saw how Joe Flacco could not get anything done last year to put the Steelers into the playoffs. So I'm, I would not. And the Rams looked, it might have been because they were playing the Cardinals, but they they looked pretty decent last week. They could be, I want the Rams to be going in the right direction right now because guess what? They still got to play the Browns and the Ravens. So the next two weeks. So that would be great. So the Ravens play the five and six Rams. Then they have three straight matchups of eight and three teams. I think this order is correct because I didn't write down the teams. Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami. Like they played the 49ers on Christmas Day. I mean, that's a, that'll be crazy. And then they finish with the Steelers. And they finish with the Steelers. That's got to, that's their opponents are 36 and 19 of what they got left, that's a 65.5% winning percentage, okay? The Ravens face four teams with winning records and one with a losing record, as the way it sits right now. Then you got the Steelers. They have three games against teams with winning records and three games against teams with losing records. Okay, they go losing record Cardinals, losing record Patriots, winning record Colts right now are six and five, then losing record Bengals, then winning record Seahawks, but they're only six and five. And then they finish up with the nine and three Ravens. The Steelers opponents are 30 and 38. That's a 44.1% winning percentage. The Browns, remember, they're still right there with the Steelers. They win one more game than what the Steelers do. They move ahead of them. Right now, the Steelers are just ahead of them because of tiebreakers. But they also have some uncertainty at the quarterback position. Uh, they say Miles Garrett's fine. We'll see if he really is or not. But they only play two teams with winning records the rest of the way. So the Browns could win a lot of games here and four with losing records, one of which is this week against the Rams. But like I said, I wouldn't be shocked if the Rams win that game. The Browns have stayed out on the West Coast for the week. Then then the, then the Browns, they still have to play the Jaguars, and they still have to play – I'm not sure who the other one is, but they got a five and six in there. They got the four and eight Bears – and the uh, oh the, the the six and five Texans that's what they have in there. They've got uh, the four and seven. I think they play the Jets in week seventeen. That could even be an Aaron Rodgers game. We don't even know. 
Um, and then they finish up with the Bengals. Their winning percentage of the teams they got left are 32 and 35. That's 47.8. Then you get the Bengals. My goodness, they play five teams with winning records and one that's even. I mean, it's it's crazy. They've got they've got Jacksonville, they've got Kansas City, they've got, I mean, the only team that's even right now is the Vikings. I mean, and they even finish with the Browns. 42 and 25, 62.7 winning percentage. But what this tells me right here, the hardest schedule remaining in the AFC North is not the Bengals. Even though they play five teams that have winning records, if you look at the records of those teams, the team with the hardest schedule remaining is, is the Ravens. It's the Ravens. So for people to think, oh, yeah, they're, they're going to win the North, they've got a hard schedule. But you know what? If they can come through it, they're going to be all right. You know, that's the thing. Sometimes you're like, oh, you got that tough schedule. But if you can win those games, then you're battle-tested and all those other things. So uh, this is why we watch. This is what we look for. But just letting you know how things were going forward. All right, we're running over. I'll go real quick here just to hit you with this matchup. Man, oh, man, are these numbers, particularly offensively, very similar. So I'm just going to parallel them as we go. We've got the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. Now, remember, these are numbers for the whole season. I already broke down the defense into the first third, second third. So this is where they are overall. So here we go. The Cardinals um, on offense, they are the 10th best rushing team in the NFL. They average 121.8 yards per game. But the Steelers, they're up to tied for 14th with 114 yards per game. So they're they're both teams that their their strength on offense is running the ball. Passing, the, the Cardinals are 29th with 175.8. The Steelers are 28th with 178.9. So they're very close in passing offenses. Then you look at overall yardage. The the Cardinals are 24th with 297.5 average, and the Steelers are 26th with 292.9. So I mean they're they're less than five yards apart per game overall yardage. They're point, you know, that they're they're very close. And points, neither both of them not very good. The Cardinals 26th with 17.2 points a game. Steelers are 28th with 16.5 points per game. There's not much separation there between these two teams when you compare their offenses. Uh except when you get to the to the to the other two stats I like to talk about. The uh the Cardinals have been sacked 33 times. That's 22nd in the NFL. Steelers have only been sacked 25 times. That's tied for ninth. And also remember the Cardinals they have 12 games. They haven't had their buy yet. They play the Steelers and then they go on buy. Them and the Commanders have the two latest buys in the NFL. They have they have buys in Week 14. But then also you look at the at the turnovers. The Steelers have only turned the ball over nine times. That's tied for first. Earlier when I said the Steelers were first in takeaways, I was wrong. They're first in not turning the ball over. There, you'll see where they are in takeaways when we get there. Um, the Cardinals they have 15. They're 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 middle of the road. They're 14th in the NFL. So the Steelers, much better job of taking care of the ball offensively. Now let's look at the defense. Um, the uh, I, I'm not going to say strength, but my, my goodness, the, you can see some contrast here. Let's start with, with the passing game. Uh, the Cardinals are 15th against the pass, 218.4 yards, where the Steelers are 24th, 236 yards per game. But I'll be honest with you, the Cardinals are only won two games. When you're facing a team that has the lead on you, they're not trying to throw the ball a bunch. So that's part of the reason that that's there. But they do have a couple pretty good safeties, uh, one of which didn't practice yesterday. But we'll talk about that more tonight in the preview. 
Uh, but when it comes to rush defense, the Cardinals are 30th, 140.1 yards per game, where the Steelers are 22nd, 118.4. When you look at total yardage, the Cardinals are 26th at 358.5. The Steelers are 25th at 354.4. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're right next to each other when it comes to these overall defensive scores until you get to points. The Pittsburgh Steelers, 18.6 points per game. That is, they are now up to fifth on the season. As I said, first over the last six weeks, fifth in the NFL. The Arizona Cardinals, 26.8 points per game. They're 31st in the NFL, 31st in points surrendered. Uh, When you look at sacks, they're actually dead even, but not the same place. Both teams have 32 sacks. This, that makes the Steelers tied for 11th and the Cardinals tied for 16th because they have one extra game. And then when you look at the takeaways, the Steelers have 20 that's tied for third. I said earlier it was first. I was getting turnovers versus takeaways mixed up. So the Steelers are third in tied for third in the NFL with takeaways, where the Cardinals are tied for 26th with only 14. Oh, it's at home. It's a West Coast team coming east. Yes, it will be a homecoming for James Conner. But hopefully, other than him, that the Cardinals just can't get stuff going. I'm I'm excited for this game, not just because I'm going to be there, because I feel like there's a reason to hope more for this Steelers team. Make sure you're checking out our podcast. I've already mentioned a couple times. We'll have the preview tonight if you want to join us live. Uh, it'll it's usually sometime, you know, eight fifteen, eight thirty. It's usually not before that. Sometimes we're a little bit later. But that's this week. We're actually going to be getting to a point where we're going to have to start a little bit later. Um, well, obviously, the next week we'll be starting much later because it'll be after the game. Um, and we'll talk about that more. Uh, and But other than that, we'll have our, our regular lineup until the next week when things are going to get a little bit you know, tightened up, a little bit shorter, a little bit more compact because of the Thursday game. Um, chances are there just won't be a Steelers preview uh, because we'll just be the post-game show instead. Um, and, and we'll see how all that works out. I, I, I don't know if we'll have a Tomlin Monday or a Tomlin Tuesday. I think it's a Tomlin Monday. All that stuff. So make sure you're ready for that next week. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not worry about next week in the shows. Let's worry about Sunday's game. Sunday's game, really excited for it. I hope you enjoy these numbers. And as I always say to close these out, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Thanks for geeking out.
time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.